Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Seven sixteen, sixty minutes after 7 o'clock. And if you think this show has been spectacular with Michael and Ted, friends, we're throwing in a triple here. The Velvet Hammer, Gene Valentino. <laughs> oh, the crowd is happy. Well, thank you. <laughs> the crowd sounds real happy. Happy uh, April Fool's Day here. Yeah. Happy April Fool's Day to you. So, uh, you know, I ha- I'm not into all that April Fool stuff, uh, but I know some people are. And, of course, you should beware, aware today that it is April Fool's Day because you never know who's going to try to who's going to try never to punk know. you. Yeah. All right, Gene, so uh, I talked to you earlier, and uh, you agreed to this. I, this is kind of your segment. I kind of let you lead it up. But today, I have, you know, I saw something that was so spectacular last night that I just had to find a way to get it in the show today. It's it's a, a couple of minutes, about two minutes and 30 seconds. But this is a conversation that Tucker Carlson had last night with uh, Victor David Hansen. And what it's about is the final stages of liberalism. And Tucker says to David, uh, Victor David Hansen, he said, I just don't think this can last. Do you? And And so let's play this, and then you and I will come back and talk about it when we're done. So the question was, I don't think this can last. Uh, do you? When the left creates these self-induced crises, and that's what they are, and whether the border or foreign policy, inflation gas, and they can't solve them because they're in an ideological straitjacket, they look to the trivial. And, I mean, if you want to talk about race, we, could, we have a national tragedy. 7,000 African Americans murdered by other African Americans, 75% illegitimacy rate in the black community, 300,000 black abortions. He doesn't have an answer to that because some of the policies that he embraces help cause that. And so they go over and talk about, you know, a moon moon landing 50 years ago when the country was 88% white and why weren't there more blacks there? And so another thing they do is they don't want to talk about class, Tucker. Because class is the new barometer of oppression or inequality. And whether you're an African-American tire changer in Bakersfield or you're a white lathe worker in Dayton or you're a house painter in Fresno, you're not making it in this inflationary high fuel economy. You can't afford $7 for diesel fuel. And so that, that's what we don't really care what Michelle says about oppression from her third mansion in Hawaii or what LeBron says from his billion-dollar uh, contract. Just it's just Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. He goes home to a mansion and a state in Calabasas. It's absolutely irrelevant. And you can see that you're absolutely right, Tucker, that they don't have a COVID crisis or a transgendered uh, epidemic of hate or nuclear war on the brink. Then in normal times, people dispassionately, soberly and judiciously, they look at this agenda and they say this is contrary to human nature. In fact, this is madness and we want no part of it. So, to, you know, to sum up, the subtext of everything you said, Tucker, is fear. They created a voter locomotive of angry people, and it's coming down the tracks at them in November. 
and they're tied to the tracks with ideological rope and they can't get out and there's no way they can get out and we're going to see one of the biggest resets I think we've seen since the 1930s when they lost over 70 seats. Hillary said we've got no crisis left, uh, we should let it go to waste, that's what Rahm Emanuel, that's what Gavin Newsom, they don't have any idea of the real crisis that's coming because they created it and they're going to suffer it politically in a way they cannot imagine. Wow. What do you think about that? Wow. Well, they're running out of bullets. And if there's a gentleman who I think has merit on the West Coast, it's Victor Davis, David Hansen. He is um, a conservative ideology. He comes with a conservative ideology and represents a lot of the silent majority that came out of the Reagan era that has sit, sat silent. And this uh, fear is the key word that he used, has been the subtext throughout a lot of what we've been tolerating, including the tail wagging the dog here in Orlando, Florida, where Governor DeSantis is trying to reverse the special legislative act or dis that gives uh disney world uh its own governing authority in orange county the victor david hansen has gone on to say that um they're they're running out they're, they're they've painted themselves into a corner through this uh uh ideological straitjacket they've put themselves into and uh not only is it going to be a tsunami in november i think there will be a complete reset of all ideology, political, social, uh, financial, uh, uh, economic opportunity. I think a lot of things are going to change, not to mention our position in the world. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up. Uh, governor DeSantis is a very smart guy. You, you're lucky to have him as a governor. And I'm going to tell you that he hit on something that is going to be something that the, the Disney company cannot bear. And that is to take away the Reedy Creek Development District, which is totally run by Disney Corporation. They are their own municipality, basically, within the state of Florida. And they don't have to answer to anybody because they are a municipality. Now what would happen if he takes that away from them? I think that is hilarious. It's not only hilarious, but just. Uh, they have, they have gone. This is where private enterprise can go too far. Walt Disney, when he created this, went to the state legislature to amass the lands necessary to get this thing off the ground because of citizens' uh, resistance to it throughout the state. This is what he had to do politically to create such a wonderful, large, massive village. But it's backfired because of intention. Bad intention overruled good intention. The problem is, I gotta, I gotta hold off before I say that because remember, I just started the conversation with you saying that three percent of this woke, uh, amassed group has, is the tail wagging the dog that's unfortunately causing the other 97 percent to cower. And that's where we need to step up. We need to step up as a citizenry. If we are the majority, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in Disney, whether it's in the military or uh, the halls of economic development, 
the majority needs to step up and be heard. Same thing applies to getting the oil production back in high gear to offset uh, uh, Putin and China's subtle uh, strategic intent to take us out. We've got to be the leaders, not the followers. Exactly. And, you know, you can go on and, and look at these corporations that are woke. The NFL is doing this as well. They're saying now that each team has to hire a black person on the offensive side of the ball to uh, to be an offensive coordinator of some sort or assist the offensive coordinator. And, you know, I look out there and I see, well, the NFL is 65% black, and I'm assuming that it's 65% black because – they they're the best athletes and they're the best ones that can play that game. Race has nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that uh, that those are the best guys that can play the game. And so well, yet they they continue with these, you know, w- they just continue monkeying with our society and making race an issue when in fact race is not an issue, which Victor David Hansen said as well. It's trivial. It is trivial, and they go to trivial when they start saying we're going to put a black person on the moon for the first time ever. You know, okay, yeah. back back when we went to the moon, it was 88% white people in this country. There weren't a lot of blacks that were involved in, in the moon launch, in the, in the landings, in the, in the programs. Now they are. Okay, no big yeah. deal. Yeah, and there weren't, there weren't um, uh, destroyed borders that uh, breached the integrity of what America was all about either back then either and yes 88 percent is the right number but my words you know victor david hansen talks uh talks about fear uh you just mentioned the football league uh i'm more yes there's talent there but let's talk about greed whether it's a football player trying to protect his financial interest here in the states or in china how do you distinguish that from uh Joe and Hunter Biden having financial relations, both in Ukraine and China and Russia. Come on, give me a break, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Give me a break, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Give me a break. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable (laughs) what these guys are doing. I mean, Look, first of all, look, there, there is a, there is a, a discussion out there now, uh, among a lot of people that are on the Democratic side that are starting to look at Joe Biden and go, wait a minute. What, what is going on here? You're starting to see, isn't this amazing? CNN is starting to, uh, look at Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and all the things that are going that went on that they basically denied and said it was Russian propaganda, right? Oh, that is correct. And Hillary uh, uh, was saying, "Let no crisis go uh, uh, unattended, or un- don't don't miss the opportunity that any crisis would give you." To paraphrase it, uh, and here we are. I think it's about. This cabal is about to explode and disintegrate. I think in the next two years, even uh, before the possibility of Donald Trump coming back in, you're going to see federal indictments not only against Hunter and or Joe, but I think the top of the uh, pyramid sits a woman by the name of Hillary Clinton 
and you watch all those people around her that start to squeal and reveal the greed that came from that power play uh, fermented by the Clinton years ago. Uh, watch out for uh, James Clapper and John Brennan and uh, oh, I could name 20 others that uh, high up in the intelligence arena alone that look the other way from improprieties. The FBI uh, uh, holding back information. Oh, did you hear on the news yesterday? Where's Hunter Biden's uh, laptop? All of a sudden it disappeared. Yeah, the good news is is there are multiple copies of that all over. So it can't just disappear now, can it? <laughs> well, let's pray that that is so. Someone's got to have a live copy. I'll tell you who I know for sure has a copy, Russia and China. And yeah. they are intimidating Hunter and Joe to play ball their way. This uh, Joe Biden has had the most difficult task of having to tiptoe tip through a minefield of um, extortion and threats and bribery to make sure China and Russia get their way uh, while a crisis ensues uh, in Ukraine. What a difficult, complex uh, series of events that are being dealt with right now. You know, Gene, but it's, it's all thought, tied to greed, Michael. All it is. Tied to greed. It is. It's all tied to greed. It's all tied to money coming from countries which is you know this should be totally illegal and and i'm and i'm sure that there must be something there that is illegal about hunter biden using his father's position as vice president to make all this money and and then the vice president and now president benefiting from it where he is paying his bills and giving him money there's something wrong there 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 is a there's a rat and i smell one but you know it's interesting you said ukraine and it made me think about how now we're starting to see people who normally are out here telling you they, that we need to get rid of the Second Amendment. Ukraine has sort of reintroduced Democrats to the Second Amendment. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. Even the Democrats are going to want to keep the Second Amendment down just to protect themselves. Hey, before we close, I got a, I got a, uh, uh, something that happened that I've got to share with you. 45 yes. seconds. Do I have a second? Yeah, okay, so I just got a letter from the IRS questioning my tax return, which I filed about three weeks ago. Uh, so they sent me this letter uh, saying that it was unacceptable. And I said, why? And they said, well, because uh, I, I didn't understand what it was they were complaining about. Uh, they were concerned about the number of dependents I was claiming. I said, well, I only claim those that are dependent on me. I claimed 9.5 million illegal immigrants. 1.5 million crackheads, 3.4 million welfare bums, 80,000 criminals, and 650 idiots in Washington. I, I, I said to the IRS, what's the problem? Did I forget someone? Hey, April. April, April Fool's Day, yeah, Michael. Yeah. April a Fool's a Day. A April Fool's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Gene Valentino. And you can go to genevalentino.com, and you can listen to some of our previous segments, and this one will be up pretty soon. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>